All right. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you to all the loyal viewers who have stuck with us all the way up here to episode five. We are grateful for you all. Uh, this is the Multicultural Education Podcast with me, your host, Bryant, and my colleague, Shane. Today, we are doing a very interesting topic, uh, one Shane has been very excited for, and it is the school to prison pipeline. And when we were discussing this and picking out topics, Shane said he had not heard of this and he doesn't even know what the definition is. So I have to give it this time around. Normally we would switch around who gives the definitions, but I have to this time. He doesn't know it. So Shane, the school to prison pipeline is the theory and practice of uh, students of different races other than white, predominantly black, are seen more in schools as future convicts, and they are treated differently. One example of this is there's an image that shows students walking into a school, and they have uh, people of different races, and but when they walk through the school uh, door, all of the colored students their outfits, outfits change into orange jumpsuits, which obviously represents them going into a prison. And that supports the theory and the definition of the fact that people in the school system see colored students as troubled students, and they will see them as future convicts rather than future success stories. Uh, What's your what's your first uh, reaction to that definition? Um, well, my first reaction is it doesn't matter what race it is because school is uh, systematically set up almost identical to prison. And so that is probably the easiest thing to compare and say, okay, this person is going to go to prison out of school because that might be all they know because school is set up almost identical to prison give or take a little bit. But when it comes to just focusing on the African-American people, I think about uh, one of our last podcasts on socioeconomic status and how African-Americans are statistically, most of them are in a lower socioeconomic status. And so when I think of the school to prison pipeline, I think that it, one, is very stereotypical to uh, African-Americans and that it generally focuses on not only low SES students, but low SES schools. And so that is my initial reaction. All right. So normally throughout these podcasts, we've been very serious, more in a serious tone, not really uh, throwing jokes in there left and right or anything like that. But Shane, today, I have some fun examples to tell you about actual stories in schools where they have gone too far with the whole suspension and even arrest. So first, I'm going to read off some of these uh, suspensions that are just crazy. And after this, I'm going to get your response on it. It's going to be a fun thing. So uh, first off... Can you believe that in a school system, uh, for these examples, I'm going to go from the most mild to the most extreme first. 
And with these stories, uh, don't think of race. They're not necessarily black or white or anything else. Just think of a school student, and that's all I want you to think of. Don't think of race. But students were suspended in a school for hugging. What do you think about that? Well, that is definitely an interesting <laughs> suspension. Which there is there is multiple things about no PDA and other things like that. But I mean, what what are that person just having a down day? Like they needed a hug, but nope, they got suspended for it. Uh, students were suspended for talking, not even having possession of uh, talking about a Hello Kitty bubble gun. Just because of the fact that it is a gun. <laughs> what about that one? Yeah, I could definitely see how we're getting more, more severe. Now, this one's my personal favorite out of all of these in the list. Uh, a student was suspended for eating a pop tart, but biting the pop tart into the shape of a gun and holding it like a gun. He was suspended from the school for having a pastry uh, in the shape of a gun. And it wasn't even like close. It was more of he bit off a corner and a side and held it. But it was somewhat shaped like a gun, so the school uh, suspended him. And I think all these examples have a lot to do with uh, connection to a prison pipeline. These aren't Obviously, these are fun examples, but we are. This is a very serious podcast. We are here to talk about very serious uh, things. Uh, obviously, in prisons and stuff, you're not allowed to have guns and things like that, and they don't recommend uh, touching and stuff like that. So, in many ways, they are treating these students like prison inmates, and more or less, like the smallest things, they are just driving home like hey you're not allowed to do that they're kind of just taking freedoms away from them and more or less with colored students that's predominantly where it's at uh, they're treated harsher and when these students of color and stuff are treated like this they start to just get down themselves and an example of this is once a student suspended they have a higher chance of just getting suspended, 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 and they just don't have the motivation to be in the school system because it's more or less of why am I here? I'm just going to get suspended again. I might as well just not show up. And that's what really leads them into the uh, school to prison pipeline is because the more the school – just gives up on the student and just keeps suspending them because they don't want to try to correct the behavior or the parents don't want to try to correct the behavior of the, the troubled student. They're just bleeding closer and closer to that prison. So that was the suspensions, the odd suspensions. And now here are the more severe ones. These students were actually arrested in the school systems for what they did. And again, we're going to go for the more uh, the examples that make the most sense to the ones that are just kind of out there when you first hear them and have no other context.
So the first one is a student was arrested for scribbling on a desk. And obviously a first offense that wouldn't necessarily uh, be an arrest for say, but if that student came in every day, picked a different desk and was scribbling over, that's just destruction of property. That as a more of a leg to stand on at that point. And again, treating them like actual inmates, destruction of properties and actual crime and get arrested for. So these students are being treated like prisoners because obviously they did this and were arrested after so much time. And now I know we said we were going from the most mild and logical to the ones that don't make sense. This next one is kind of out there. And uh, a kindergartner, kid, like five, six years old, was arrested for throwing a tantrum in class. What's your, what's your first thought on that? Um, being in elementary education and working with kids around that age, um, my first reaction is the well, my first reaction is what kind of tantrum? Because you have to look at you have to look at one why the tantrum is happening. The tantrum never happens without without a reason. Um, it could be a behavioral issue. It could be a developmental issue. It could be a, a special needs issue. You just don't know. And with with no backstory, uh, you don't know. And a part of me wants to say that the teacher one wasn't educated enough to handle the situation and two uh i don't know why the student would get arrested as a five-year-old um but i think we're trying to put a blanket over the real problem and the real problem would be what what caused that child to have a tantrum because they are just a child they at five years old six years old even up until you're 12 13 your brain is developing at a rapid pace and your emotions are developing at a rapid pace. And especially when you take uh, being immersed into a classroom for what some people is the first time in kindergarten. Some people don't go to preschool. Um, being immersed in a social environment with a bunch of kids your age, that can cause a lot of anxiety and a lot of tantrums because Students don't know how to handle those emotions right now. And so that is my initial thought coming from someone who studies uh, developmental psychology and elementary education as a whole. All right. Yep. And so for this last one, and then we will uh, get back on to explaining more the prison pipeline and just how it affects students. Uh, these uh, students were arrested for playing the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air theme song on a cell phone during class. And that one's out there. But again, I think with all of these stories, it had to have been a more than one time offense. And uh, it is something that had to have been disrupting class and um, just something that had been taken too far. None of, none of these situations for the arrest are going to be a first time offense. Like they, they're going to arrest students for the playing a song on their phone for the very first time. It's something that would have had to have kept going and going and going. But 
So now that we've kind of had some fun with this, brought in some fun examples, because some of those stories were just bizarre. And I personally think they're just fun to talk about. I know when I, we were learning about this in class, I personally had a good laugh about it because it's just so out there and so bizarre. But um, back to the school to prison pipeline and really what it is. And those were great examples of it because these students were being treated like inmates and for the smallest things and um, things that on paper didn't make sense without background story. They were arrested and suspended. And that first arrest and suspension from school, that is the initial step into the school to prison pipeline because these students now are treated like outcasts from the school system. They are on a different level. They are on a different like plane of existence in the school system. More or less because of the fact of if they mess up again, it's going to be a more severe punishment. So they either have to be on their best behavior for the longest time or they're just going to fall deeper and deeper into that hole and just eventually end up in a prison because they're just treated so differently in schools. They're not really given a second chance. Uh, one example I thought of it during the, our class discussion of this was uh, new teachers coming into the school systems. Obviously, they're going to be told about troubled kids coming in because they need to know like, Hey, this student will disrupt class at times. And I don't personally think that's a fair thing to do because they're immediately having a negative response to that kid. And that kid's not going to have a chance to have a clean slate with a new teacher. And that teacher's immediately starting them on the process of the school to prison pipeline because they're not going to give them a chance. They're going to know they're a troubled kid. They're going to know that this student, this student equals trouble and they're immediately going to be more uh, harsh on them, like referrals, detentions, suspensions, right out the gate where other students, they're going to be given more leniency. And throughout this explanation, we haven't really talked about race and gender or anything, but it is a heavy toll, mostly on male African-Americans and students of other races, but predominantly male African-Americans because they are seen as the thugs and the students that are going to cause the most trouble, especially in schools that we've talked about previously are the on the lower socioeconomic scale and just are don't have the funding. They are going to be the students that are just tossed out and kind of given up on by the teachers and they're just going to eventually end up in a prison and that's all the teachers can see them as in the school system which that's not fair no child should be seen as a future inmate just based on how they act in classes because you never know the outside factors you never know what is causing that student to be like that and we it needs to be more of trying to change that than trying to um just bury it down and just like tossing the kid aside and saying you're suspended again one more suspension you're going to end up in the jail for a week doing classes like that's not going to help the student that's just going to make them feel more alienated and they're not going to want to go back to school because they're going to connect school with a place of i don't have a chance here so why am i even here um what, what's your opinion on all this shane i know i've thrown a lot of information at you but what's 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 your opinion on it um, you know, talking a little bit more, when I think of the school to prison pipeline, I think of the illusion of truth. And what that means, uh, in a few words, is the more you say a lie, the more people start to believe it. Um, you begin to sell your own lie and believe it yourself. Not only believe it yourself, but get other people to believe it. 
Um, the school to prison pipeline targets stereotypes, targets students who've had a troubled past, and that just brings one the students' confidence level way down and uh, the self-efficacy of the student way down and what is the student supposed to do if you don't give them a chance? If you only give them the option to fail, that's all they'll do is fail. Um, and we start believing these truths. We start believing that children are difficult, and that's it. But these children are difficult. There's no way around it. They're difficult. They will disrupt the classroom. When, all in all, a student could have been disrupted one year because he had something going on in his life and will not be disrupted the second year. Uh, he could be disrupted because of the learning style was different than what the student preferred to learn, and the student has all this energy and just can't release it. And there's a million different reasons on why a student may or may not be disrupted in class, and there's a lot of reasons why a teacher might not believe in a student. You know, a teacher might hear something and just... No, not believing a student. But to let your own personal biases and hatred, which is basically what it's, what School to Prison Pipeline is stemming from, you don't believe an African-American child will make it, so you don't give them a chance. You, you just look at them and say, you're going to fail. And that is, in my opinion playing playing God in a, in a sense, playing a higher role than you are. If your job is to be a teacher, you need to be a teacher for everybody and give everybody a fair chance. Um, making schools equitable is the biggest struggle that we see today in education, and it's not changing, and nobody's changing it. And making schools equitable might be a losing battle, but we've got to be able to do something about it and the school to prison pipeline will always be there because we'll always have teachers who believe one way and don't give people a chance because that's how they were raised and oh we'll just kill it kill a sheep to save the herd type thing we'll let one student fail to have the other 19 pass that's okay you know we can't save them all can't save them all and i think when we get away with that mind get away from that mindset and just say, I know this student struggled before, but what can I do to make a difference in that student's life? What can I do to make that student, one, love education again, but two, take take an opportunity to enhance their learning by themselves, become an individualized learner. I think that's when we'll see the school to pipeline uh, decrease, but do I think it'll ever go away? No, because I don't think our teachers now have the mindset to change it. Thank you for that, Shane. Uh, this was the fifth installment in our podcast. Uh, next week will be the sixth and final episode of this podcast. And we're going to be tackling a topic that has been discussed for years upon years and it's a big button issue we are going to be talking about race and racism and how it affects daily lives personal experiences uh education and just anything and everything in between so thank you for listening and we will talk to you guys in the next episode